House of Mystery presents Inside Writing, the radio show where authors discuss their writing process in all genres. And we're back in the House of Mystery. This is your host, Kevin Thompson, and joining me today is... Julie Savile. Welcome, everybody. Listen, folks, we've got a great show today. This one is going to be just a little bit unusual because this is House of Mystery Paranormal style today. We are being joined by a good friend of the show, Devin Emerson. And let me make sure I got this right. Celebrity loves psychic medium. That is correct. <laughs> wow, that is a mouthful. But welcome to the show, Devin. Oh, I'm thrilled to be here with you guys, and I really appreciate it so much. So, Devin, um, celebrity loves psychic medium. It, it, explain to us, you know, what does this mean? Tell us about you when, and what brought you to this point in your life where you're a celebrity love psychic. So, at a very young age, I would be able to see spirit standing at the foot of my bed. I could just be able to talk to spirit. I would start screaming in the middle of the night, tell my daddy, daddy, there's somebody standing at the, at the door casing. He's like, Devin, there's nobody there. Just go back to bed. I would talk to spirit. I thought that there was something wrong with me. Like at that age, at age of five, you just don't see spirit. You know what I mean? My uncle Elridge was very intuitive. He could, he was a medium as well. He was also a healer. He'd put his hands on you and heal you. My nanny was a healer. So it just generated back for me at a very young age. As I got older, I tried to suppress it, but then my anxiety got worse with me as I suppressed it. Then I lost a lot of loved ones in my life, my dad, my mom, and my daughter. And then it, it helped me, as I had lost all those people in my life, to be able to transition into that person that I am today. Not saying that I'm perfect, but by all means, we're all still growing, but it helped me to transition into that woman that I am today to be able to help all the people that I help and heal and pass on that clarity to them. What's your, um, your views around um, supporting children who are talking openly and, and I suppose um, freely and we're wondering whether or not they're talking to spirit or whether maybe there's something more um, to it. What's your views on how we should respond to that? And having been one of those children yourself, as, as a, a child, my, when I was a child myself, if I had a child that would speak with spirit, I would advocate them and tell them that there's nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. And that you are not alone. Don't feel scared to know that you must get comfort with this. There's some something there that they're getting comfort with. So for me it gave me that peace and that mind and that comfort. So for children to speak with a child about it, I would just say, just go with it and, and embrace it and embrace who you are. Yeah. And, 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 and not to suppress and not allow, you know, as a parent with a child who is, is talking and seems to be talking to spirit and not to um, suppress it at all, just let them go. And, uh, and spirit will give them their own guide, guidance and it, it they would only give them what they need at that time. So, and so many children these days, I see social media, you know, and kids just in, at school, they're getting bullied. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's all because they keep their whole self clammed up. 
But if they learn to let that inner self out and not clam up, I don't think that we'll see so many of these kids getting bullied or they'll be able to know how to handle it a lot more. Well, Devin, and, and I'm going to address this also to you, Julie. How do you explain to them in, initially? I mean, we're, we're talking in, in phases here. You know, the child is experiencing something, and then you're providing oh. them comfort. But how do you explain to them, you know, what the heck is going on? Who are these voices, or who? what are these images that I'm seeing? How do you explain that to them? For me, because I've been through it, I would be like, look, I, I know what you're dealing with. I've been through it. You're not crazy. You're not abnormal. Don't think like that. Don't listen to people on the outside. You've got to listen to yourself and your higher self. And most importantly, to know that everything's going to be okay. I totally agree with Devin. And I think the other the other thing for me, when uh, I remember very early days for me, somebody made contact with me because their son was experiencing a lot of activity in his room. Mm. And we, we we kind of pulled it right back to those. There had been some significant changes in the family, and, and then they'd moved this bedroom around. And the moving of the bedroom at that particular time caused quite a lot of upset. And so, um, and he said, I, I'm seeing these things, I, I'm hearing these things, and I don't know what to do with it. And I said, well, just don't do nothing with it. He said that, I just got cold chills. There's something to do with the grandfather trying to contact him. It was, it, it, we, we, we helped kind of resolve the conflict. We, we, um, and, and now he has suppressed it. It's not something he wants to do. And Spirit have absolutely uh, acknowledged that and pulled back a little bit. He can still do what he does, but he chooses not to do it. And what was really funny, a, a really funny story yesterday, I did a reading and this um, this lady had two children. And she, I said, you're worried about these two children, but one more, very much so more than the other. And she said, yes, she said, because I think there might be a developmental problem. I said, tell me about this problem. She said, on day one, let's just say on a Monday, she comes home with her homework. And it's about addition, subtraction, division, etc. She said, and she'll add everything and she'll subtract and she'll divide and she'll times and her work will be exemplary. Everything is, is right. She said, it's fantastic. On the next day, she will use the time symbol and get it mixed up with the addition symbol and she'd divide when it should be subtract. And I say to her, but you did this yesterday. You know what this add sign means. You know what times means. And she looks at her as if she's completely blank and she's never done it before. Now, in my, in my mind... I had this really warm grandfather chuckle that said, hmm. well, we are helping her. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> your daughter talk a lot. She said, yeah. I said, does she talk a lot to other people that you can't see? Yes, she said. I said, does your, you've been told this before about your daughter? She said, I have a medium said to me one day when I left the room, do not suppress your daughter. I said, you do realize she's getting, this is being done by spirit. I said, so when it comes to her doing it and they're not with her, she can't do it. I said, so when you see her flying through that exercise book, in your head, I want you to tell them, back off, don't do it, because otherwise she won't be at it. And they were chuckling, thinking they're really helpful. First time I've experienced that. It's very, very good, very funny. Devin, it, you did something a little bit ago while, while Julie was speaking, and I, I'm just curious. You said that you had cold chills. Is, I did. Is that spirit or is that a validation and um, spirit coming to me like even with you talking i'm getting chills all over my legs and my body so what do, is that like a a warning that there's a presence of how do you 
work? For me, as a reader medium, I get chills through my body. That's spirit trying to get that person a message. I can walk in a store, mm-hmm. and I will just get the worst anxiety. Worst anxiety. I can be driving down the road, and I'm wanting to cry now as I'm feeling the energy. And I'm like, something doesn't feel right. There's going to be an accident up the road. I'll get chills all over my body. My heart will start racing. And soon enough, there'll be a freaking bad accident up the road as I drive up the road. It's That's just how I am. I have very high anxiety, and I'm so intuitive that I can't read myself, but I can read everybody else. Exactly. <laughs> I, I understand that. I, I can understand exactly what, what you're saying, you know, the, the chills as – for me, it's because there's a change in the energy. As as the yeah. spirit attempts to manifest, they're changing the energy around them. Mm-hmm. And, and I sense that. They make me feel certain ways. Like sometimes I'll slow my heart rate down. Sometimes I'll speed it up. It it all depends on how they departed. And so, so, so if it, I'm free chat on that site that I work on, I don't think we're allowed to say it here. Uh, it makes they make me feel certain ways, and I will describe how I'm feeling, how they departed. People get really freaked out, and I'm like, "There's nothing to get freaked out about." I promise, I I, I won't bite you. <laughs> and I think what this brings us on to is how we all read in slightly different ways. So I, I know that Devin would have heard me say because I've read for Devin, so she would have heard me say to her that actually I I read very similarly to John Edwards. And people tell me that all the time. And quite often, Spirit will give me messages through something that I can relate to with, with, in the same way that John does. So it might be a, a something off television or radio. or And uh, and so I hear, th- I get things as a thought, and I talk about hearing and seeing things, but actually they're all coming in as thoughts, and, and like a telepathic message coming in that I then have to make sense of. Is that a similar thing to you, Devin? It is. Well, for me, I hear... I hear the voice. I see them. Physically, okay. I will see them. The other day, I was sitting at my desk, and I promise you guys, I, this has not happened to me since I lost my mother. <laughs> I'm sitting at my desk. I look out the window to my right, and this gray car pulls up, which is my neighbor's girlfriend, Tiffany. And I, I just happen to glance out the window, and I'm like, who the heck is all in the car with her? Like, who is in the car with her? Usually, she comes up here alone. <laughs> So I go outside and I ask Tim, I'm like, Tim, Tiffany sure had a carload of people today. He's like, Devin, are you nuts? I'm like, no, I promise you. And I'm describing the people, telling them what they're telling me, the name, the names of the people, Tiny and Joyce. He's like, no, it was just her. So I'm telling Tiffany. She's like, what did you say? And I repeated it. I go, she goes, that's my mom and my ex-husband that departed. I said, you've got to be kidding me. (laughs) But yeah, I see the spirit, and I feel, and I hear, and sometimes it gets so overwhelming for me that I have to learn to keep that energy really grounded. I I see, but not as often as the telepathy. Um, So I, I had a funny story the other day. I was I do a regular reading for a gentleman, and he in the in Many, many years ago, he was witness to, but could not help, a, um, a person dying in a car accident. He wasn't able to help them, but he saw the accident. Oh, and he, he, but he coordinated the emergency services. And I said to him in my, my first reading with him, I said, 
here's, here's a guy with, um, he's got significant head trauma. I said, he's got um, a head trauma. I said, and there's something wrong with his eye. I said, I'm feeling compression on my chest. He said, oh, he, he died from like almost a crushing and a head injury in this car accident. He said, and it's really bizarre because I couldn't do anything to save him. But he's come through before. With, I, I was in Liverpool and, and, and a medium registered me there. And I said, well, I said, the, the most bizarre thing about this gentleman is normally spirit present as, as whole beings. They show you an image that you can use to describe them or they present to you in, in the way that you, you can then relay that to somebody so they can identify them. I said, this, this guy has got his half his head off and his eye is hanging out. Oh, and this, wow. I said, this is like looking at something out of The Walking Dead or I Am Legend. Or, I said, so, I said and this is how he's presenting to me. And so I'm kind of communicating with the spirit saying, you know, what are you doing? Why are you looking like this? And, and he was making quite light of it. And he sits in the cab when the guy I was reading for, when he drives around, this guy sat in the cab next to him looking like that and I said don't you ever make yourself known to this poor guy driving while you're looking like that that would have been that, <laughs> that would freak me out yeah you because I I've, I've run into both situations um and the only way that I've been able to explain it to people is you have smart ghosts Mm-hmm. that know they're dead and they can present themselves how they want. Like, I wouldn't want to be sitting there with, you know, my eye hanging out and stuff if I'm trying to, you know, a- appeal to people to see me, hear me, you know, acknowledge yeah. me. But you have spirits that will, you know, they died when they were 80, but they're presenting themselves as a youthful 20s, you know, whenever they were in their prime. Okay. Yeah. Uh, why... Why do you have some that aren't aware, and why would they present themselves as, you know, a, a grotesque accident or something? He's very aware that he's passed, and um, and he he, it's almost like he now becomes a guardian angel of the guy. So it's, he he travels with him and makes sure he's okay in the car. And I was trying to explain, but the thing is, he didn't have any idea that if this guy had turned round and saw him looking like that, it would cause an accident. So there was a little bit of education there with him, so a little bit of, Mm -hmm. I suppose, early passing naivety. But uh, he was quite happy presenting in that way. He didn't think anything of it at all. And it wasn't a shock factor. It was just so that everybody knew that's who he was. Quite, uh, it was quite something to look at. I said, "This is not a good look for you. This is not. This is not the look you're So, Devin, how, how do you separate yourself from the reading? I can read numerous of people, and it's hard for me to detach their emotions from me. Like I don't get my own emotions caught up in it, but I can read somebody, get offline, or get done with the reading, and then I will feel what they went through and think that I have it. <laughs> It's just part of who I am, how I grew up. It, my mom was the same way. I have to learn how to detach my energy from it and know that I'm okay. Just because they went through it doesn't mean that I'm going to go through that same exact thing. Does that make sense? It, yeah. Yes, or that you are going through the same exact thing. Right. I often say to somebody, if, if I cry, if my eyes well up, they're not my tears. Because I'm not emotionally connected. I'm not emotionally feeling this for you. I'm giving you a message. So if, if that happens, it's because the message is in there. That's, that's part of the message. 
If I feel it, um, yesterday I, I confirmed to somebody there that brother had passed with choking. So I knew that I was, I had something in my throat and I was definitely, that was part of the passing, but I didn't feel the pain of choking or the fear. I just knew that's what was happening. I was reading a guy here the other day and all this, it was two weeks ago, all of a sudden he's speaking of choking. I couldn't catch my breath. I couldn't catch my breath. I couldn't swallow and I was grabbing my throat. I started freaking out. I stood up. I go, I can't catch. I was like, I, and I was going like that with my hand. He goes, what's wrong? I go, this young child passed like, like I'm seeing water. I'm seeing a pool. He started crying. He goes, Devin, my daughter drowned in the swimming pool. Oh boy. And that would, ex he goes, that would explain why you could, you were holding your throat and you couldn't swallow, why you couldn't catch your breath. Because it's like the fluid was drowning me. You're actually almost, sh and again, I try to ex explain to, to clients, um, I don't do readings like, like you guys do in a professional sense. I do them on investigations. But the only way I can explain it is you're sharing minds. It's like two minds at once. There's me and then there's the spirit, and, I, and I'm allowing them to borrow a part of me for a while. But with something that emotional or that traumatic, that's got to be a little disconcerting for the client. It is. And sometimes it's hard. Like I say, it's hard for me to disconnect it. It'll hold on to me for two or three days if I don't clear myself. So that's why I'll pop off line. I'll, I'll disconnect from the client and I'll just go in and really, really try to clear myself and do my meditation work. See, I don't I work in the same way as Devin in that particular way. So and so this and this is what makes these conversations so interesting to me. I I I I don't go and clear. I don't um I don't feel like you just said, Kevin, that I lend my mind to spirit. They they are an integral part of me, and I I think I communicate, and their their thoughts come into my mind. They don't take my mind or a space in my mind. So I, I think that's that's important to stress because otherwise people people do feel. I mean, one of the theories around mediumship is, is um, mild schizophrenia. Uh -huh. Mild schizophrenia is one of the theories around, um, certainly it's been banded around in terms of how to explain mediumship. Uh -huh. And I disagree with it. But it's um, but that would be where you, you have two conflicting things going on in your mind. This isn't like this. This is very much a... If I, before I do a reading, because I know I'm about to do a reading, I will either quickly connect to my guide and ask them for my, I ask for three things, um, clear clairvoyance, clear um, clairaudience, and clear clairsentience, that's it, that's all I ask for, and, I, and sometimes I will say, you make this good, this has got to be a good one, so, you know, I, that, that's my communication, I don't switch on, I don't switch off, but I do know the minute they start, with their thoughts coming into my mind, I know they're not mine, I know they're not part of my mind, and I know they're not taken over part of my mind. Does that make sense? I totally get you. But I really feel we're being guided by a higher power is why we're speaking what we're speaking. Yeah, it might be our spirit guides, but I feel that we're being guided by a higher power. Yeah. And here's a little bit of evidence of that is because if these people, uh, they're in suffering. It, the people that, that that come to you as a medium attempting to reach into the afterlife are are struggling with with grief and denial and and anger you know the five stages of death uh -huh. so god let's just call it what it is god 
being a loving God is going to provide them some solace. And since they can't find it themselves, they come to the medium because they know that you can reach across there. So God is providing them an avenue for healing through you as the medium. Exactly. I think it's a very responsible position, and people probably don't realize how responsible it is. I know that, um, you know, Devin and I have had these conversations, and she will have heard me say these conversations in, um, in a particular venue recently, where I disagree with these kind of ad hoc readings all the time and I, and I think it, there's something very important about a mediumship reading that is different from a psychic reading so a psychic reading works on an energy level so we read the, the, with the individual and that person's energy we're using the energy to give a what's maybe been before where are we today and what might we be thinking about in the future in terms of a um, so we're looking at projections so in terms of uh, mediumship this is all of those things, this, the, the psychic element, because you cannot be a medium without being a psychic. So you've got all of those things, and then you cross over to the other side as well and make connection with spirit. So for me, a mediumship reading is so much more important and, and powerful um, because, because you're validating the existence of loved ones with people and you're, you're holding them and their grief and their, their vulnerability in your hand for those, those, that time that you're there and the time then they're going to walk away and think about that reading. I never forget the reading that I did. It was about last, it was last year. It was a client here. I don't want to say her name because I'm breaching her confidentiality. Mm -hmm. Understand. But I was reading her and her ex-boyfriend had died and he came through and I kept saying the name Robert. Robert. And I was like, you know what he showed me? And she goes, what? I go, he showed me a birthmark on his butt, right? <laughs> she died laughing. I go, whoa, wait a second. Blue Honda Accord. Rusty. I said, front seat has like rust in it, a little bit of hole. She, she's like, what the heck? How do you know what you know? I go, listen, I'm only the mediator. I'm only here to give you the message from spirit that's it i always tell people i'm not god you know don't ask me for timelines sometimes i will see things and i can tell you but i don't like to do timelines because then clients get hung up on that you know but overall speaking i love what i do and i wouldn't trade it for the world i really wouldn't i did a, a reading and um, losing my days now but i think it was yesterday and this uh I, I connected this lady with her father, and I said, this is a recent passing. She said, yes. She goes, how do you know? I said, I'm seeing blue flowers. She said, may I ask what flowers you're seeing? I said, yeah, of course. I said, I always see blue roses for a passing. That tells me it's a recent passing, so it's up to about 18 months. I said, but um, I'm also being given a different bunch of flowers. I need to give you the forget-me-not. And she, was, she started becoming quite emotional, and she was giggling. And I said, well, what's with the forget-me-not? She said, when my father died, he had dementia. And the forget-me-not charity is a big, a big thing here. And they had a, um, she said, this tune, forget-me-not, was playing. Oh. And when, when um, after that time, she said, my mother visited me for two weeks. And when she went back to the UK, her garden was full of these forget-me-nots. And she had never planted a forget-me-not in her life. And she'd only been away for two weeks. And her mother said, it can't be, it can't be him. And, and the daughter said, yeah, it must be. And then I've just given a forget-me-nots in the reading. 
So when you when you have information like that that is so on point, oh. and it, it absolutely comforts somebody, and they know, and they they know there is no other way you could have got that information that their loved ones are still with them. That is just that is massive. That is a massive responsibility and a massive, um, well, it's a very humbling experience to be able to to do that for somebody. Exactly. See, and that's the and that is the validation that speaking for myself makes me feel good. Um, let me tie two points together that we've kind of touched on. Um, Julie, you mentioned mild schizophrenia. And, yeah. and, and that is something that we seriously have to look at in the in the medium world. You know, because ha having been educated in psychology myself, you know, let, let's look at the symptoms of schizophrenia. You know, hearing voices, you know, seeing things that aren't really there, you know, and I'm quoting, you know, from the DSM-4, yeah. uh, you know, thoughts, you know, delusions, blah, 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 you know, have, we can go on and on and on. But if you'll look at mediums and prophets of old, those are things that they also experience. We experience voices that others can't hear. We see people that others can't see. Yes. So, yeah. so what separates us from a schizophrenic? And you just hit it. It's that validation. Mm -hmm. That's what separates us from the crazy naked guy over here on the corner shaking sticks, you know, <laughs> at the Burger King. Um, because people come to us and we're able to give them those details. But uh, let me, you know, uh, now, now that's me weighing in on it. Let me get your opinion, Devin and Julie, you know, because really mental illness really needs to be looked at and, and addressed within our field. As a medium, your greatest challenge, what's the biggest thing you've had to overcome to get to where you are today? I guess uh, dealing with the people that knock me down. Mm. Yeah. And Listening to all the negative. And me, I absorb it. I'm like a sponge, but I'm learning now not to let that bother me. Yeah, yeah. And, and how I, are you doing that? I talk to my angels before I go online or before I do a reading, and I learn to disconnect that. Say to myself, whatever anybody says on the outside, that's their problem, not mine. Hmm. I think they view me however they want to view me. But we got to learn to view ourselves in that higher frequency, that higher light. I totally agree. Um, what about your, your greatest achievement as a medium or, or certainly in your spiritual work? I guess my greatest achievement has been doing some TV commercials that I've done here on the East Coast. Yeah. Uh, I wrote a book, but I can't say the name on here because it has a bad word in it. Okay. <laughs> But I will say it, it's called Ride That SH, mm, like it's yeah. so And the reason why I took the name is because for so many years, guys, I would ride people's energy and kind of steal their energy to alleviate my anxiety. Okay. So as I got older, I realized, Devin, you got to pull it back. You cannot be going around and just connecting to everybody. Because that's how I got anxiety, just connecting just to anybody. Now, sometimes I'll just ask people, is it okay to give you a connection? And I, that's okay. I'll ask my guides, is it okay? 
if I connect to this person first. So my greatest achievements have been writing my book, being doing my TV commercials and stuff like that. That has been my greatest achievements and been very appreciative of it. Devin is very um, able to identify who is a good reader. Okay, she's very she's very able to um, tune in to like-minded people very quickly, mm-hmm. and certainly that's how we, how we met um, because we, we tuned into each other quite quickly. And I do think there's a purpose as to why we met. So, I'm going to say this about you, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but you are one unphenomenal reader. You really are. And I have to give you props because I have read with a lot of people, a lot of high-end people, and you, you take the cake, Julie. You really do. Thank you. That's very, very kind. Thank you. We had, um, Devin and I uh, met sort of fairly coincidentally, and um, there was a, I thought I joked with you, didn't I? I said, am I I under a test here? And, uh, and it, was, it was it was quite funny, and and I and I read um, briefly for her. I was very skeptical, not of you, but because I've had readings on that site before, and nothing had come to pass. But when I read with you, it's like everything just seems so. It was spot on. Everything that you have told me has come to pass, and it's like, oh my goodness, this woman is she's a real deal. I was crying throughout your whole reading that you gave me. Oh, that's really kind. I don't know what to say. I don't, don't take great as well. <laughs> Thank you, though. It's very nice. It's truly the test, is it not? If those things come to pass, and I mean, that's even scriptural. Oh. Now, now, let me put a twist on that, Devin, because this is what I do. Um, how, you know, let's say a fledgling medium. You know, because, I mean, we, we have a, between our platforms on the show, we've got a very, very vast audience. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm certain that there are some fledgling mediums out there who have information or they want to do readings or spirit is speaking to them or they're, they're, they're trying their hearts out, but they're afraid of speaking out because I'm afraid to be wrong. Hmm. What advice would you give to them? They need to learn to embrace themselves. And learn to embrace yourself. Let go. Stop being afraid. Open your throat chakra up more. And don't worry about what other people think, feel, or how they look at you. What advice would you give to a person that, um, this is what I've run into, people who are empaths, but want to be mediums so bad, they're in the wrong field. They're looking in the right direction, but they're trying to practice their gifts wrongly. I would tell them to, well, me, everybody's different. I'd probably tell them that we're all born psychic because a lot of people are born psychic. It's just in how we choose to use it. If you want to open your mediumship up, you can meditate some people i don't honestly you really got me pegged on that one because i don't know i never had anybody come to me (laughs) (laughs) i i i didn't mean to it's just that as as mediums i mean if we look at psychic 
you know, we're, we, we use the word psychic a lot, but it's really an umbrella that encompasses a lot of different areas. You have empaths who, who feel emotions. You have mediums who get messages. You have prophets who get future events. And, and people don't understand that. But they know that they have some gift because something is happening to me and I'm meant to do something. Well, it must be a medium because mediums get all the flash, they get all the glamour, they get their own TV shows. You know, how many seasons of Ghost Whisperer did I have to survive through? And, you know, it, so, well, I must be meant to do that. And they're not meant to. They're meant to minister to somebody at an emotional level rather than at a spiritual level. I think um, in terms of that umbrella and helping people to really establish where they fit under that umbrella, I think for me, I'm, I'm not sure you can learn mediumship easily. I, and, I, and I'm not sure that there is um, the right approach is actually to go to a, a, a circle because that's not the way I've developed as a medium, and I think I do okay. So, so for me to um, kind of promote that stuff to people, I will always say, go and have a look, see what you think, how, see how it feels. But I don't, I don't. I think it's very difficult to say to somebody, "This is where you go if you if you want to learn mediumship." I think it's really difficult. I had somebody ask me before, would I mentor them being a medium? I said I. I don't know how to mentor somebody to be a medium. I'm like, it's either you have it or you don't. That's how I was told. But hey, everybody's wrong. I don't. I mean, everybody. I don't know. I, I don't know on that one. Either you have it or you don't. That's just how, my perspective. It's, yeah, it's, it's really tricky. And people say to me, "What do I do? What do I have to do?" And people say, "Well, you meditate and you listen." And the only advice I can give is the advice that I I was given myself, and that was right at the early days, which was. Go into a room, and yes, it's going to look a bit old, and yes, you're going to feel really bizarre as if you're just absolutely doolally, but just ask for your guides to make themselves known to you, and they will make themselves known to you. And I remember thinking, oh, my word, what is this? This is crazy stuff. And But I did it. You know, you, you do it because you're intrigued. You want to know more. And then after about three days, my guide made himself very well known to me. So I was very fortunate. But then... But then it came it came on so quickly, my, my mediumship. I knew absolutely everything about this, this poor, unsuspecting victim um, on one occasion that I, I couldn't I couldn't deny that there was mediumship. There was no gradual um, learning of it. So I don't to go and, and be a medium in a, in a development circle worries me a little bit because there's no accreditation to mediumship. So Devin is an incredible reader. She sent me messages when I've been feeling a little bit wobbly. Uh, um, to me, and she sent me very, very skilled and, and detailed messages that, that helped me understand my situation and move forward. So she's a very detailed reader. She's a good reader. She feels I'm a good reader. But we have developed in different ways, and we talk in different ways. You will talk about chakras. You will give advice at, um, using a lot of mediums, uh, mediumship terminology and understanding. I, I won't do any of that. And, and because I didn't go to circle and I haven't, I haven't been through that process. There's no accreditation, so neither of us have been accredited to the same standard. Right. Because there is no such thing as the same standard. Exactly. 
this is the right way of doing it or this is the right way of doing it, I would feel very, I would feel as if I was cheating them a little bit of their own self-development. We all have our ways. Does that make sense? It does make sense. It's how we're comfortable doing things. Like for me, when people read with me on the site, I'll say, please uncross your legs, clear your mind, your thoughts, your emotions. Because if your legs are crossed, you're crossing your energy for me and it's not grounded to Mother Earth. But when I'm reading you face to face, I don't ask you to do that. Yeah. So everybody, I always say, every reader has their own little skilled way of doing things. Do you do remote viewing? As far as astral projecting to somebody's energy, is that what you're trying to say? As in to um, to be able to, um, I don't know, it, to go into their psychically or mediumshiply, I don't know how you'd word this, go into their house and you get a walk around the house and detail it. I, I think that's so funny when you do that on stage. I think it's, it's fab. <laughs> I used to love doing that on stage. In fact, I was reading a girl, the one that I was late to come for you guys today. I'm so sorry. And I said, huh, you have white cabinets in your kitchen. She goes, oh my God. And she said to the, the F word to me to get out of the kitchen. <laughs> I said, I said, no, no, I'm telling you. And there's silver handles. I said, huh, your sink, you need to open it up right now. She goes, why? You're scaring me. I said, no, open it up. It's leaking. She goes, oh, my. She goes, get out of my house right now. <laughs> I said, it just happens. When I'm reading somebody, everything just, spirit shows me things. I'll tell you to, what your shower curtain looks like from the bar of soap, from the kind of shampoo you use, from the kind of razor you use. It's just, that's how I work as a reader. I don't need to be so detailed, but that's what they show me. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It is good. <laughs> and I love, love, love what I do. I really do. Would yeah. never take it for granted. I would never do that. Some people take it for granted. I wouldn't do that. I'm high-centered on the leaky cabinet right now. <laughs> I'm like, wow, <laughs> you were doing her a favor, you know? How much is a plumber? You were saving her that. So, right. <laughs> so Julie was talking about a standard, you know, accreditations and setting standards. And, and uh, let me get, get you to weigh in on this. I think right now the standard is actually being set by the media and the plethora of shows that are out there about psychics and paranormal groups and, and what have you. Um, what you know? What what is your take on Hollywood mediums? Huh. And oh, are they setting a fake standard? Very honest with you, okay? Because I don't hold back. I'm gonna. I feel that most of it is staged, and that's why when I met Jules, Julie, I was really timid. I was really scared to get a reading because I thought it was. Becoming from a psychic myself, I have to see it to believe it. Like when I'm getting giving information to clients, I'm jumping up and down in my seat here. You'll see me in free chat. I'm just like, I'm like, where the hell did that come from? You know, and I'm just getting so excited here. I'm like, okay, this has got to be real because where where else would it come from? So <laughs> when I see Hollywood medium and stuff like that, I sometimes feel it's staged. But when you look at Teresa Caputo, I feel that she's genuine. Because they're taking that big risk of being wrong in front of the whole nation at one time. Um, but you know what? They're comfortable in their skin. That's why they're not afraid 
to get up on that stage or that TV set and have that idiot in front of them. They're comfortable. Mm -hmm. They are so confident with who they are. That's why they're not afraid. You know, and, and here's the way for me, and I don't, I don't mean to be dominating the conversation, but okay. here's the way for me to kind of reconcile some of that. Even when they're found out later on to, okay, you know, you were great in the beginning, but now you're wrong, 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 wrong. Okay, I understand that. Here's how I'm reconciling that. In the beginning, you're absolutely genuine. Uh -huh. You're using God's gifts, and you're using them correctly. And you're ministering to people's needs. But when you get involved in Hollywood and TV shows and the producers begin to put so much pressure on you, and your life really begins to depend on that, on that production, uh -huh. you kind of slip off the rails. True. Because they put so much pressure on you to produce that now you're no longer really doing what God intended for you to do. Now you're just making entertainment and ratings. You're uh -huh. not ministering to that person's needs. I agree. Yeah, I there's quite a lot of that in, in various uh, paranormal programs in the UK, and there's definitely been um, uh, talk of that where people have, have left um, shows because they can't do what they would normally be doing with the quality of what they were doing. They're asked literally within five minutes to get a reading, and that's it. Um, and it doesn't always happen that way. Uh -oh. it's and I, I've heard quite a few of the live um, shows by some very, very well-known mediums that uh, people say, you know, we, we, we're aware that they were staged. You know, people in the audience were sworn to secrecy about the staging of it. And that's very sad. It is sad. For me, I'm so genuine that I don't think I could honestly, I couldn't lie to anybody. Because you would see it on my face. You'd be like, okay, what is going on with seven years celebrity love? What's going on? I couldn't lie to anybody. No way. And that's no. and that's a good thing. I mean, don't we have enough, you know, fraudulent stuff going on in, in the entire paranormal field? You Absolutely. Know? I look at it like this, and you guys could quote me if I'm right or wrong. If anybody was, and they have said something negative about me, that's probably why I'm bringing this up. And it did kind of stick in my energy. But uh, so any the, any kind of feedback, whether it's positive or negative, is is publicity and that's how cayenne west has said it so i have to learn to look at it if somebody's going to put me up on a website and say something negative about me it's it's on them i don't wish negative form but it is some sort of publicity do you understand mm -hmm. yeah definitely when um it's interesting because when i was first advised that i read like john edwards they had um I hadn't really seen John on stage. I went and had a, a quick look on one of his uh, programs. And then when, um, I suppose when Spirit wants to remind me of something, they remind me of those roots. They direct me to read something by him or they ask me to, they direct me to look at something um, that's come on online so that I, I know that, that I'm on the right path, basically. And... Um, and somebody said the other day, well, actually it was this morning, I was, I was, when I swim, I have a swim every day, and when I swim, I put something on the Bluetooth speaker that makes me smile or teaches me something. Now, I've never, ever 
for anything to do with mediumship on there, ever. And today I thought, I'll, I'll, I'll put something on here. I'll just let it scroll through some of um, the John Edward interviews. And one of the things, uh, somebody stood up in the audience and they said, I know you get a load of stick for this. I know you really can have negative feedback and it must be really hard to hear. But you keep on doing what you're doing because you are saving so many people. Mm-hmm. And the, cam- the camera panned to John and he had tears in his eyes and he couldn't actually speak. And I was um, I was working today online as, as a medium and somebody came from, this is not what you said, this is what should have been said, this was it. And I thought, thanks for that. Because I knew that that was my message from spirit to say, ignore, rise above it. It's the, the, the people that want to put you down are not worth listening to. I'm going to give you a little piece of advice. This is something I learned through another person that, that got me on that site. She told me if when people come at us with negative energy, know that you're doing something right and they yeah. don't that. It's something yeah. we all we all know that it's something within within them, but we're doing something that they wish that they had. Yeah. Just yeah. I think that great person that you are. I mean I, I, that's beautiful. <laughs> I I don't know what to even add to that. Oh getting close to time kevin but i can i just personally say this has been this has felt like one of the nicest interviews we've done oh thank you guys so much for having it's been so comfortable hasn't it yeah it has been it really has been and i I will say now have a weather anomaly and there's hailstones in cyprus so i'm not quite sure what you've done Devin, but Oh my goodness, that is so messed up. I'm going to tell you why. It was hailing here on Saturday. So maybe I sent my weather to you. I shifted the energy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. It's living in the middle of the Mediterranean, and we now have hailstones. Yeah, but it'll be sunshine and probably pretty soon. That's true. Yeah, give it 10 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the same way in Alabama. If you don't like the weather, wait a few minutes. It'll change. Um, so it's, I, I've got to, I would be remiss if I did not ask you this, Devin, and, and I don't mind going a little bit over time, um, because it, Julie has regaled me with some of the silly stories that, that has happened during her mediumship online. What is one of the silliest or most craziest things that a client has asked you to do online? If, if well, keep in mind, we are a family show. Ah, uh, I don't know if I could say on here. Oh, uh, why not? We're after hours. So is what a client has asked me to do? Yes. Hmm. They asked me to strip for them. They've, and I'm like, nope, not going to happen. These clothes stay on. They, they, they're very provocative on the website. So can I see your feet? Can I smell your feet? Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> Not today, not tomorrow. I always tell them. What is going on with you know? There's you know. I always tell Julie. I don't know whether to be offended or find it humorous. You know, there's whole websites dedicated to that kind of thing. Well, it's because that site is they own a sexual site. So that's why. Well, then go to that. They have sexual energy going on anyway in their sexual chakra, so they're looking at us hot women, and they're like, "Woo, we gotta go in there and go see if we can see their feet." 
Oh, and my. I'm not being prejudiced. I love everybody, but sometimes the foreigners will come in and they'll do that. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I ain't prejudiced. I love everybody, but hey, you ain't seen my feet. Not today. I say, yeah, you want to see my feet? I might got some cracks on my feet. They might smell like tochis, but yeah, you can see my feet if you want. They're like, oh, it's okay. No log off. <laughs> Get start to play with them, Julie. <laughs> oh well well Devin, this has been an absolutely beautiful beautiful interview and, and and we'd love you to come back again oh thank you i would love that absolutely love it and i i really thank you guys for having me today well, how Devin, can... yeah i was just about to say kevin i was just gonna say is that the same thing you were um you are an outstanding medium and um how do, how do people contact you for a reading they can look me up on my Facebook page at Devin Emerson. It will say, a.k.a. Celebrity Love Psychic Medium. Or yeah. on Twitter at Celebrity Love. Either or. Fantastic. And I want to thank you guys so much. It has been a pleasure. This I'm going to say this. This is the most relaxed I've been on any radio show. I've done live studios with radio shows. But this is the, I don't know why I'm relaxed today, but maybe Julie or you prayed to the angels or something, but I'm relaxed in here with you guys. Today has been a beautiful day. Started early and has just maintained. So, yeah. so you know that all this was actually meant to be. Amen. <laughs> but, thank you guys so much. But thank, you, thank, thank you, Devin. Thank you, Y'all are so welcome. God bless you guys. God bless you, too. To find out more about our show, guests, or listen to a previous show, visit our website at www.somethingweirdmedia.com. The mission has been completed. The end! By George, he's got it! It is the end! I'll see you. If you're lying to me, I'll be back. This has been a production of Something Weird Media.